record. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pre-Med Perspectives. I'm Lasia, and I'm here today with a really special guest. Her name is Shubangi Sharma, and she reached out to me. And it's really funny because she she was just talking about how she had a recent acceptance to med school, so congrats, and how she kind of wanted to share some insight about the process with us. And we found out we go to the same school. What a small world, right? It is such a small world. I know. And so... First and foremost, like, congratulations on getting into med school. What was it like opening the acceptance letter? Or, like, did they call you? How was that like? Um, so I got an email, but I think um, for me, I didn't. I opened it, and I was like, okay. But then it didn't hit me until, like, maybe a week or two later. I think that I got the acceptance, and it was, like, something I've been waiting for for such a long time that it wasn't, like, it didn't hit me right away. Are you serious? That's so funny. It's like funny how all everyone um, deals with getting in places. Because I know like me personally, like if I get in somewhere that I like had been wanting to for a long time, like the first second I go crazy. And then a week or two later, I'm like, <laughs> whatever, life is back to normal. So I think it's a little bit of a reaction there. But that's so funny. Um, I'm glad uh, you're excited now. So, you know, we have had a lot of guests come on some take gap years some don't but I think our guests over here decided not to take a gap year and that's really impressive because you're fitting in so much to essentially three two and a half to three years you're you don't even have your full four years because you apply before your senior year you enter like your senior year so I want to talk a little bit about her year by year what exactly she did so kick us off with before entering freshman year. What were you thinking about pre-med, not pre-med? What was your thought like around entering this field? So uh, for me personally, I always wanted to be a doctor. And um, I, I mean, everyone has their doubts. I'll get to that. But I think that for me, I, I always really wanted to be a doctor. And so um, I'm actually from out of state. I'm from Illinois. So I, um, I came to Michigan State going in with, I'm going to be a doctor. And, um, but the interesting thing for me was that I did not know much about Michigan State. So I came in um, with little knowledge about what the next four years were going to bring me. And I think as a senior, I, I was just more excited to start the college process than it was um, to really look into med school. And I think that that's an interesting thing to think about too, is because you say this for so many years, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a doctor, but you don't really learn about the intricacies of the process till you get older. I completely agree with you. I think when you first enter college, it's more like you need to worry about what actually is happening within the next day, not the next four years. So right. I agree with the fact that you're just excited. I think it's more just an initial reaction of, okay, this is the start of a really long journey. And more importantly, this is my start of freedom, right? No, but that totally right. makes a lot of sense. So walk us through your kind of freshman year. What were some things you did to push yourself um, into the career path that you are now going to pursue? What do you wish you did differently? Just a little bit of a, a freshman year reflection. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, freshman year I came in, I came in with uh, quite a bit of credits. So um, I got rid of all those um, gen ed classes. So I jumped right into chem one, bio one. I did all those like core science classes and I did um, take AP bio in high school, but I just decided to take bio through my university just because I had heard through the grapevine that it was a good idea to do that in order to prep for the MCAT. 
Just give me. Um, so I hate to interrupt, but I want to say one thing about that. I yeah agree a hundred percent with um whoever gave you that advice, and I'm I a hundred percent agree with you doing that. I too had AP and whatever IB credits for all the sciences. I ended up retaking all of them. And to the people listening, if you were a prospective freshman at whatever university, I highly suggest you do the same. And I think Shubangi would say the same too. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I think that yeah. I, if I was like relying on my AP bio knowledge now, I would not be where I am today. No, I and I think it's so important to know. I don't want to get too off track, but just like a wrap up note on this thing: if you thought AP bio was like X Games mode, college bio is like the next level. Like they go so in depth. It was like so good to actually, I feel like, get a complete understanding of bio. But anyway, continue. Right. <laughs> yeah, they do. But um, yeah, so I just took a lot of base science classes. And I also did. Um, so I did have the credits from AP Lit and Lang, but I did take a writing class my freshman year just because I thought that that would be really helpful for me um, getting into resume building, applying for jobs, uh, primaries and secondaries. I just thought that it would be good for me to refine my writing skills. So I did take a writing class my freshman year. And then awesome. second semester freshman year, second semester freshman year you kind of get adjusted to the college life so I just had a bunch of you know those beginning labs and um like bio cells and molecules like that kind of stuff so I I think that freshman year was more let's get a base knowledge of what's going on and I think they call them the them those weeder classes like (laughs) weeding people out yes yes no my favorite thing is like first semester you like register for classes you go to class and you try to register for your classes second semester and you are like struggling to get in but then after the final grades get like released there's so many open spots and you're like that's I'm sad for the people who had to drop but at least I have a spot in the class I want yeah those are like what they call weeder classes for sure so what was it like going from you know getting that base in educational like coursework to okay now I need to actually get experience in the real world what were some resources you used I'm assuming leading into your sophomore year that helped you secure those spots yeah so um one of the great things at my university um we both go to the same school um is I'm in the honors college go green. Um, I'm in the honors college. So from my first semester of freshman year, I did a UGS, which is called at our school as an undergraduate uh, seminar through uh, on research. So I took an, a research opportunity really quickly because one, that's a great experience for your medical school application. And two, it's really good for you to learn all these um, kind of like clinical skills, like interacting with people and running them on these projects. So I do psychology research and I run a project on um, language development in children. So after, thank you. Um, Yeah, Yeah, so so I just wanted to interrupt by saying like, even if you don't have a spot in the honors college, I know a lot of people don't, um, it's not too bad getting the research spot. Would you agree? Oh, no, I give this advice. I'll get into it, but I, I'm a yeah. ULA. So I, I, I give this advice to my students all the time that um, just start emailing professors. Just really what, you, what I did even before I, I got into this UGS, because that's another thing too, I would say, is you don't need to do wet lab research. 
Oh, yes. I think I that's, wet lab that's research. a very, like, a stereotype. Like, you don't need to do wet lab research. Yeah, so. no, I 100% agree. And I think I've had some of my best experiences. Well, my favorite type of research is not wet lab research. It's more like um, synthesizing information that's been collected from data. And I think the whole idea with research that a lot of people miss, not saying I'm a medical school admissions committee member, but what I've been told is that <laughs> It's about showing intellectual curiosity and just because you're not chasing mice in the lab and like doing experiments on them but rather doing some computational work both show intellectual curiosity and that's the whole point of research I don't know if you'd agree but that's kind of yeah. my take on it and then also so um, my freshman year because of that research I presented at our undergraduate research forum um, and that's great presentation skills are awesome to refine and I think that that like adds to your leadership as you get older and I think that that was a good experience for me to have early on in my undergraduate career. Totally and I think it's such a valuable skill to be able to take something so complicated that you might have done in the lab that really only makes sense to you and um, the faculty within the lab and making it make sense to people who have no idea what it is. That's truly such a cool skill in my opinion so we've talked a little bit about research we've talked a little bit about school um what were the ways you got involved as a ULA like you just said yeah so I did quite a bit of extracurricular activities throughout my undergraduate career so the first being a ULA um which was actually an interesting process so I am a ULA for both uh honors organismal biology and for honors cells and molecules biology so um I, it was actually quite interesting because I just really liked the professor that I taught for and I reached out to him um, after my sophomore year and I was like, hey, I would really love to teach with you. And he was like, no way, I would love to have you. So I, I think that, and then after that, it was kind of a ripple effect because right after I got that position, the professor for cells and molecules actually reached out to me. Look at you go. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think the main message of what you're trying to say is that you were really successful in having all these extracurricular opportunities because you weren't afraid to ask. And I think that's something that people are so scared of. And I've said this in multiple podcasts, but I too have a, agree with you that reaching out to people is literally the only way you can come up in this extracurricular game. Oh so yeah. It's all about, you know, what you're doing. <laughs> No, it's like, it's like, who do you know and how do you communicate with them that gets you where you want to be, I think, from my very limited scope and from what you're saying, that's kind of what I'm taking away as well. Yeah, 100%. I think it's really important to reach out. So as I was saying, too, I did research and then I, I was a ULA and I also, um, I'm an RA, which is a resident. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So no, I think that that was a really interesting opportunity to take on um, during my undergraduate career because it kind of gives you a taste of dealing with crisis situations. Um, yeah, and I think it's a great way to show like leadership skills and it's a great way to kind of show that you know how to think under pressure. So all very, very important skills. So we've talked a little bit about extracurriculars. Can you tell us a little bit about um, your clinical experiences and when you did them? Yeah, so um, actually I took the liberty to do all my volunteer hours at hospitals over the summer. So I did them um, in 
uh, hospital in Illinois. And um, I would just go there twice a week for like four hours, uh, four hours a day and just kind of observe what the doctors were doing. And I think one of the things that was important for me when I was considering medicine was to try to volunteer in different parts of the hospital. So mm -hmm. I kind of got a taste of what that was like. And then in terms of shadowing, again, we said this already, but um, you kind of have to take the liberty into your own hands to reach out to doctors. Yeah. Um, and ask them if you can shadow them. No, I know. So many people are like, oh my God, how do you shadow? How do you shadow? And I'm like, you just have to ask. I mean, there's no other way of doing it. And I keep saying this and I'll say it again, but people in the medicine community are so, so warm and welcoming of people who are going to be taking their spots when they retire, essentially. But no, oh, they're... Yeah. Yeah, in all seriousness, like it is such a tough field and it's such a long road that in my experience, and I'm sure you can say the same, people are very, very nice about wanting to be our mentor or wanting to show you around the hospital. So don't Yeah, so I actually have a really funny story around this. Um, so I, I travel a lot. So I uh, was in Europe a couple of years ago um, mm -hmm. and I randomly, I was there with my family and this like a random person comes up to my family and is like, my brother was wearing a Michigan state shirt and he yeah. was like, who in your family goes to Michigan state? And my brother was like, Oh, my sister goes there. And mm -hmm. he was like, hi, like I'm an OBGYN at Sparrow. Oh my God. That's so and, funny. Yeah. And so I met him before my sophomore year and he kind of guided me through the entire process after that, he kind of became my mentor. So that's kind of aligned Jeez, with what you're so saying. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know. know. Right. And that's an example of them coming up to you and like that that takes a lot for doctors to do to be like oh my god like let me let me get a let me help you out that's so I'm glad you had that experience and I know um, a lot of people don't but yeah you just have to pull that reverse card and you have to go ask them but now that we've talked a little bit about like your experience in the clinical setting you said you went to over the summer to the hospital um, multiple times a week for multiple hours where does the MCAT fit into this piece this uh, big pre-med puzzle so um so like I said earlier too is um you don't really tend to learn about the intricacies of this huge exam and like the interview or like the application process until you get older so I started studying for the MCAT about uh near the end of my fall semester junior year and um it's really overwhelming I think when you first get all these big books and so um, I really tried, I was shooting for a date in April of my junior year, but then uh, the pandemic hit. So um, I, they, yeah, so the pandemic hit. And so I, um, I had to take it in July and they moved my time up instead of 8 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. Oh my goodness, 6.30 a.m. is so early. <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, to prep for it like, I was waking up at like five o'clock in the morning for like two months. But I, I think that that was studying during the pandemic for the MCAT was like one of the most like surreal experiences ever. I can totally imagine. But now that we've made it, you've made it, the MCAT, the clinical hours, the ULA, the research was all worth it. You got into med school. So tell us a little bit yeah. about you your experience of not taking a gap year and how do you feel that you're like you were telling me earlier that you were the only person that you know so far in your probably future school that is a not tra or a traditional applicant 
So, um, yeah, so that's really interesting too. When I was applying, I looked and a lot of people, we were just discussing before this, that um, a lot of people decide to take a gap year nowadays. And um, the, I just decided that that wasn't for me because um, <laughs> in real honestly, honesty, I think that if I leave academics, it's gonna be really difficult for me to come back and crank down the way that I need to do, especially in a medical school setting. Um, no, but I- yeah, so um, I just think that everyone is different. I just think that it, it depends on what you need to do because I totally understand after undergrad, you're tired, <laughs> you're burnt out. And I think that that's a good mental health break. But then for me, I just was like, I just want to go in and I want to do this. Yeah, and I think it's so cool. There's no other field like the pre-med field. Maybe you could say law is similar, but in the sense where you can literally do whatever you want and you could get into med school to some degree in the right. sense that there's no cookie cutter. There's no one size fits all. Everyone's story is so different. Everyone's experiences are so different. And that's why, like, I think it's such a cool um, community to be a part of. So I really enjoyed hearing your like unique story about how you had your pre-med experience. And I wish you the best of luck in medical school. Thank you so much for your time. And I know my, our listeners really enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. Of course. Have a good rest of your day. And to our listeners, we'll see you next Friday.